Hello to all you hockey-starved listeners out there. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, welcome back to the episode three of our new podcast, Hungry for Hockey Talk. We hope that uh, the week and a half long hiatus has uh, your appetites up and uh, go in there and we'll uh, let's um, let's let's jump into it. I am your host Grant Chung. As always, I am joined by my co-hosts Johnny B, Jonathan Boron. How are you doing, Johnny? Pretty pretty good. Was Santa nice to you this year? <laughs> uh, he was okay. He was okay. <laughs> Just okay. Yeah. Just okay. Well, hopefully it went well or better for our other co-host, Sterling, the Stir Daddy Kefal. How are you doing, Sterling? Awesome, man. How was Santa to you this year? He was pretty good. Got me a couple jerseys. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. What kind of jerseys? Uh, Canucks jersey. Oh. And, <laughs> and a Leafs hat. Oh, I know you love it. Ooh. Garbage. Garbage. Can't wait to see you again. Friggin' hosers. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, yeah, hope you all had a Merry Christmas, wonderful holidays again. What do you guys think? Are you guys hungry? Oh, I'm starving. Very hungry. <laughs> well, should we dig in? Let's jump into it. Cook me a meal, sir. Let's get into it. So, the Dallas Stars. Uh, let's 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 go over this a little bit here. The CEO Jim Lights calls out the team stars Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, calls them quote cover your ears children, fucking horseshit. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> my virgin ears. Uh, the best players are not being the best players. Um, it has pissed him off, quote unquote, uh, and he is unhappy. Credit to Jim Lights, though, for um, he did mention that he hopes that Ben and Sagan will jam it down his throat. Ben and Sagan have kind of brushed it off uh, with Jamie saying that he plays for the team and not for a CEO. But he does he kind of? He kind of does. And Sagan kind of saying that he understands the message. There has been a lot of, I guess you could call it, feedback from this tom gaglardi who's their 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 owner says that nobody's getting fired nobody's getting traded uh jim nill has come out and said that he supports the message but doesn't condone the language i don't know (laughs) i in my in my opinion i think it's a good motivation tactic uh it's a nice way to express that their performance is unacceptable while also lighting a fire under their asses uh, at a 9.5 million cap hit for Ben and a 9.85 million cap hit coming in for Sagan next year, he's at a 5.75 right now. Uh, I agree with those comments. They're nowhere near the top 20 in scoring. Uh, 32 points for Sagan, 30 points for Ben. I guess 33 now. Yesterday, um, Sagan got a power play assist. But yeah, it's that it's unacceptable. These guys are getting paid as star players, and they're not performing like star players. I also understand the the NHLPA came out with a statement today as well uh, where they said that they completely disagree with Jim Light's um, comments, uh, which makes, makes sense. They have a pretty good point. What workplace would allow you to talk to your employees in, in such a manner? But at the same time, I can guarantee you that those guys get a lot worse on the ice from their fellow peers in terms of getting chirped and you know all those things so it's it's uh i think it's a good motivation tactic what do you guys think sterling let's start with you i think the whole thing was kind of stupid to be honest um <laughs> like what the boss goes out and chirps his best players uh like like that like no team would ever do that no other workplace would do it if you if you see people in say like a family situation giving their you know their brother shit in the middle of a mall, you look at them and think what an asshole. And also like as a motivational tool, would you respect somebody more and want to work harder for them if they took you aside privately and had like an honest conversation with you about your work performance, or would you rather them go out and publicly 
basically shame you and call you fucking horseshit. Uh, I like if that was me in their situation, I would not work for that guy. I would just say trade me. If you think I'm that bad, then just trade me because you know they're not going to get as as good um, assets for you if they're rating you so low from the rest of the league. I think they the older players more who have been there a long time who committed to signing there. Uh, they owe them more than that than just giving them half a season with a new coach and complaining that they're not top of the league as a bunch of young superstars are doing with with better teams that have better younger assets helping them out. Uh, that's what I think. I think the uh, CEO is an idiot. You should be fired for that. What are your thoughts, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I kind of agree with you. Um, I think um, so. I have a, I have a, a tweet here that's uh, coming with the the NHLPA's statement, and I completely 100% agree with it. So, in in quotations, <clears throat> the comments Jim Lights made regarding Tyler and Jamie are both reckless and insulting. If players directed such comments towards management, how would those be regarded? To say that Jim Lights' conduct is unprofessional would be a gross understatement. In professional sports, all individual players and teams go through highs and lows, but this is not how professionals handle adversity. And I completely 100% agree with that. If you're in, in your workplace, like you were saying, certainly in your workplace, if your supervisor came and started insulting you and swearing at you, and I mean, which I, happens, but if you if you were to make those comments towards your boss or anything like that, what what would be the reper- repercussions there? But yeah, um, and that's the thing is like, why would he go so public and be so reckless about this when he should have been t- taking them aside, have a, had a private conversation with them? Because, like, now it's just this huge media distraction that isn't going to help them focus at all and, like, fix what they're dealing with. And I think it's kind of, in, in Jamie Ben's comments, you can kind of see that it, it's put a wedge. He, like, he didn't he didn't like it at all, where he's basically saying that he plays for his teammates, he plays for the coaching staff, and he plays for the, the trainers and the, the, the fans, and didn't really, that's all he had to say about it. So, yeah. Could yeah. have been handled a hell of a lot better. I thought I thought it was a little odd um, that those comments came from the CEO as well, especially since Tyler Sagan mentioned that he hasn't talked to the guy since end of last season. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's a little like, odd who? that it's it's <laughs> it's a little odd that it's who coming out of. Um, <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, it's 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 definitely. I mean, Berkey was. Berkey was so confused. He did. He had no idea what, why he would do that. Um, <laughs> this is this is Brian Burke, of course, yeah. uh, from his the uh, old man reactions. Yes, his his segment <laughs> on, uh, in uh, of to the point on CBC last night in Hockey Night in Canada. Um, and uh, did he have his tie undone? No, he he looks good, yeah. man. Berkey looks great. Yeah. He looks like so good. Cut. Yeah, yeah. He's no longer like the uh, the frazzled <laughs> porcupine looking guy when he was uh when he was the president of of the calgary flames he doesn't um, have the stress anymore it's no, great. he looks great he looks good <laughs> shout out to berkey uh, <laughs> who obviously listens to the podcast uh no um big supporter i think dallas, dallas's yeah. problem is that they lack truculence yeah that's it that's totally it <laughs> so uh so yeah moral of the story moral of the story i guess is that uh if your name is jim you probably have the best chance to land a front office or a coaching gig with the stars uh, special consideration if your last name starts with a K or an O as well. I'll let you guys think about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, we would also be remiss if we didn't mention a trade that happened between the Edmonton Oilers and the Florida Panthers. John, do you want to break that down for us? Yeah, so uh, Edmonton sent over Chris, defenseman Chris Weidman um, for Florida's Petrovic, and along with Weidman, they sent a 2019 third-rounder. Um, Edmonton has two third-round picks in 2019, so they're gonna. the condition is that it'll be Edmonton's higher pick, uh, whatever that will, wherever Edmonton lands in the, the finals, or will kind of determine what that pick will be. Yeah, so, I mean... Petrovic has, I think, a bit more upside than Chris Weidman, um, but currently he's, he's he's a bit more of a defensive um, defenseman rather than he d- doesn't really 
have much offense going. Um, so I'm a little confused by it because they already have Adam Larson, hmm. <laughs> who is like your atypical stay-at-home defenseman. So like, yeah, I mean, they're just I, I'm not sure other than Connor McDavid where their offense is going to be coming from. <laughs> and they're like, I just continue to make to make that very clear. <laughs> they gotta weed it down. They don't want any defenseman scoring. They want one player, one center. That's the team. Yeah. Yeah. And suffocating defense. That seems to be Hitchcock's system. <laughs> One day. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the system he's been implementing, and it's it's been working for them. So. Has it? <laughs> the last couple of games. Well, you look at. I mean, you look at his stats though. Since coming in, he's he's got a winning record. I'm not uh, sure if they're going to make the playoffs, but he's got a winning record. Are you sure? Because they just lost the last five games. They let in twelve goals in the past two games. I am not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think at best they're breaking even at this point. Uh, they're they're ahead of where they were before because they were, I think they were way well out of the playoffs. Whereas now they're just a couple point or four points out. So they're better than where they were, but unless they rack off a couple wins in the next couple, next yeah, games, I think they might be they might be breaking even under Hitch. You're right. Yeah, it's fun to watch. <laughs> it's, I don't know, man. I'm not. I don't really enjoy this. You like watching a car accident for a certain amount of time, and then after a while, you're like, okay, I, I better help. Yeah, when you when you when you see the the bloodied bodies crawling out, trying to to get out of the mess, and you should probably yeah. Go now it. now there's been oil dosed on them and oh, yeah. on fire, and like there's a third accident <laughs> because mean, it was raining really, and I wasn't paying attention. I really enjoy watching their power play. <laughs> but that, like, literally that's it <laughs> yeah that is a mess over there in edmonton but let's move on to happier pastures <laughs> we're going to introduce a new segment this is called the speed round what we're going to do here is i'm going to list all the contending teams for the playoffs as of december 30th 2018 which I forgot to mention, is the same day that this podcast is being recorded, December 30th, 2018. It'll be our last podcast of 2018. So thank you for listening. So how this works is I will say the name of a contending team. You guys will say hit or stay, uh, and then we'll move on to to me depending on what you guys say. So uh, if you say stay, then... If everybody else says stay, we'll move on. If you say hit, you need to identify an area of need and potential trade candidates that would make sense for the team um, or that the team should and could target. So there's like many areas of need. Then you'd have to... (laughs) Pass for next year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You could bring... Only off-season. Yeah, you could talk about them all if you want. So let's get into it. First team on the list, we'll start in the Eastern Conference. The Tampa Bay Lightning. John, what do you say? Stay, buddy. Sterling? Uh, hey, just get a backup goalie. Uh, go for Curtis McElhinney or possibly Brian Elliott. He's also on an expiring contract. Mm. They have Louis Deming. They do not need a backup goalie. <laughs> He's not that good. Like, let's just say that. <laughs> He doesn't have a lot of experience. That's my issue. They want to win a Stanley Cup. Get like a real experience backup in there. And I guess Vasilevsky's also let in. Vasilevsky's also let in uh, five goals in back-to-back games. But uh, that could just be him coming back, shaking off the rust. I say I. I would say stay. I'm going to use the old adage: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So let's move on. Uh, Let's go to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sterling, what do you say? Uh, hit, get a defenseman. If they can get uh, Colton Pareko or Alexander Edler, do it. John? Uh, yeah, say, uh, hit. Um, they need a specifically right wing is pretty weak. They have, I mean, Ron Hainsey just <laughs> getting up there. Ron Hainsey. Uh, he's not. He's not a, <laughs> a top line defenseman. <laughs> so <laughs> they, need to, they need to slot someone into that spot, and Colton Pareko would be pretty decent. Yeah, I also say hit. I think uh, Pareko would be a good one. Justin Falk might be a good option there He's too. For another another year, yeah. Contract. In, so, and that's also that's also what Kyle Dubas was saying that he wanted to trade for players with term. So Pareko would definitely 
be a good option. Um, I think Carolina would let go of Brett Pesci. I mean, they need a right winger, so I could see a Brett Pesci Kapanen deal. And also the GM. I think you might need to add more to this. Yeah. GMs of all time. So he'll <laughs> he'll make any trade to, like, if he thinks it's going to get better, and it's easy to screw him over. So That's true. If they can, I would say do it. The owner has come out very forthrightly <laughs> yeah. and shown us his hate for defensemen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so zero of them. <laughs> I think I think it could be a possibility. It would be a trade center, centered around Brett Pesci and Kapanen. Uh, Carolina's been begging for a scoring right winger. Uh, yeah, Kapanen so Kapanen would be perfect. Brett Pesci would be difficult to let go, but they have a spoil of riches on the back end, so I don't think it would be too difficult to pry him out of there. I mean, Dougie Hamilton could be a good piece as well if Carolina is willing to to move him but honestly any one of those any one of their defensemen could would be a good fit so let's move on to the Buffalo Sabres John yeah hit 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 I think uh it's been a little while since they've made the playoffs and I think they're <laughs> you think so huh all in. I think they're all in this year and trying to get there um Especially with Jeff Skinner on a expiring contract, um, so what they need is uh, secondary scoring the most, um, and either slot that in down the center or on on left wing. So I I got Kevin Hayes uh, playing the center, um, coming in coming in replacing or slotting down uh, Casey Middlestat to third line. Uh, so Kevin Hayes at, at second line center with Pozo and Shiri. Or I've got uh, maybe Michael Furlan coming in on left wing. Sterling? Uh, I'd say pass. Just see how it ends out this season. It's their first season jumping up. you got to just see what, what it turns into and don't overthink it. Or don't mm-hmm. oversell. Got to reward the man. Got to reward those players. <laughs> I would reward those suck for 10 years. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> kill it this year. I would I would also say hit, and they definitely need secondary scoring. They can't continue to rely on all their goals coming from the top line. So I think a good target for them would be Wayne Simmons. Charlie Coyle would be a good one. Kevin Hayes, I got the same uh, as John there. So yeah, secondary scoring is definitely an area of need. Simmons, Coyle, Hayes, Silverberg, those guys would be good, good targets. Washington. Sterling? Uh, I'd say stay. They got a good team. John, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm at I'm at stay as well. Yeah, uh, they just got they just got because uh, because that stuff and Oshie was are just coming back from injury, so I think yeah, they, I think they're going to be. I mean, they're top in the metro. So yeah, yeah, consensus consensus stay. Ditto to ditto a dodge to uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Columbus, John. Um, I mean stay, but also hit in in like doing anything possible to re-sign <laughs> your outgoing superstars in Panarin um, I'm not sure if they want to re-sign Bobrovsky to be honest I mean why wouldn't you he's a two-time Vesna winner mm-hmm. uh, and you're just gonna let him go, go to free agency but I mean they have they have Corbisello behind him and, and they they see him as their their next number one goaltender so mm-hmm. maybe they're ready to change the guard but definitely, like, do anything you can to get that Panarin deal done. Yeah. Stir Daddy. Uh, I'd say hit. Either sign both Bobrovsky uh, or Panarin or just trade them. Like, have a frank discussion. Say, you guys need to decide by the deadline or two weeks before the deadline or something. Because they either have to get something for them or keep them. You can't just do what, you know, the Islanders did last year and lose to buyers for nothing. Or many other teams have done before. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I don't think they're a point where they can buy when they have these players leaving yeah that's funny i would i would say all in they need to go all in they need a playoff goalie so (laughs) maybe jimmy howard would be would be a good uh a good pickup there uh a deep playoff run might be enough to keep Bobrovsky and panarin around uh I, i would agree with you john i probably would be iffy about signing Bobrovsky, re signing Bobrovsky. But Panarin is a must, must, must keep. So hopefully a 
deep playoff run um, will convince him to stay. But uh, yeah, I think I think Columbus needs to go all in here. He's going to be making some bread, though. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, bread man <laughs> finally making some bread. Let's move on to Pittsburgh. Let's go with Stir Daddy. Uh, stay. They've given up so much in the past few years to win a Stanley Cup. Like maybe actually start drafting a couple players here and there, and they've still got a good enough team to win it if it's all going to come through. And maybe take some low end player um, that's on an expiring contract for depth, like a low end goalie like Ellie or something. But that'd be it. Yeah, I got to stay as well, and like specifically a hard stay. Because they are absolutely mad if they end up trading two times Stanley Cup champion Phil Kessel. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think they should. I don't think they're going to trade Kessel. They better. Hey, I, they better not. I, I would. I would actually. I would say hit here. Uh, I think they need secondary scoring, which is I think Jimmy Kessel Rutherford's plan. Yeah, I think. I think that's Jimmy Rutherford's plan is to uh, improve the the depth, uh, which is. You can cut. You can clearly see it. They they keep separating. That you got Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel on three different lines. Uh, they're trying to make it work. So I think they should target Simmons. I think would work very well in in their system. Charlie Coyle would be a good one. Uh, and if if they can convince Jeff Carter to move uh, his family <laughs> from sunny California, I think he would be a pretty good third line centerman you to ever replace Grant. I haven't, so. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think Jeff Carter is going to be moving his family there specifically. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. I mean, it'd be, oh yeah, I guess it'd be for three years. He's already got Stanley Cup rings, man. That's true. It's very true. All right, well, let's move on. Montreal Canadiens. John? Yeah, I I mean, I desperately, desperately (laughs) want them to stay, like, don't do anything but knowing <laughs> Mark Bergevin something's probably going to happen at the trade deadline and if that were the case then I hope it's uh, a trade for a left defenseman um, to fill that gaping hole <laughs> and maybe find someone that can play with Shea Weber mm-hmm. um, and I think the top choice there is probably uh, Jake Muzzin from LA Stir Daddy? Uh, stay. They they've been trading too much. Just hold some draft picks for once and <laughs> let your team develop over time. Don't try and trade and win because that does not work. Yeah, I I would I actually say hit because I think they need both a stable defensive partner for Weber, like you said, John, uh, and I also agree that Muzzin would be a good fit there. But uh, I think they also need secondary scoring. So maybe a Charlie Coyle, who they've been linked to for years, or uh, Gustav Nyquist, so that they can reunite him with his good buddy, Thomas. Ta-ta! <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't see that, man. I, I don't think they need they need their, their primary scoring to start putting the puck in the net. But, um, I mean, I think everyone has kind of surprised them this year. I think they, they 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 might depending on how long price is out too they might need yeah. to about, think about a goaltender yeah like off push but that's true that'd be that'd be fun having Nyquist mm-hmm. <laughs> I will definitely agree with you yeah that'd be great Boston Bruins Johnny uh stay they just need to get healthy that's all and I mean they're starting to rise again and Sterling is absolutely mad if he thinks that Boston's gonna <laughs> drop out of the playoffs <laughs> stir daddy stay they haven't been playing well recently looks like they're gonna fall out they are not and I still think they'll fall out no, oh stick and buy it oh I'm on it man I respect man. that I respect that uh I would I would also say stay their mended wheels are gonna be good trade acquisitions I would say maybe they could try picking up a deaf defenseman like say Brandon Manning who the Chicago Blackhawks have been trying to who? get rid of. Well, yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> depending, just depending. Uh, oh, that was me, and I feel bad. <laughs> based on, he does have a very generic name. Uh, I mean, he skates are close to that's for sure. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yeah, based on the history, their injury history on uh, their back end, uh, a depth defenseman might be a good, a good pickup at the deadline. 
And yeah, I think they could probably get Brandon Manning for peanuts. So maybe even a bag of pucks. Let's move on to the New York Islanders. Who aren't in the playoffs right now, but are a cusp team. What do you guys think there, Stir Daddy? They need a top line uh, center badly. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Too soon. I, I, would, I, I, I would say hit. Uh, get, get a veteran uh, center like Kevin Hayes would be nice just to help the team if they do make the playoffs, but don't pay high for us. Johnny Boy? Yeah, I'm a little confused as to what they need and who they are. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think. Yeah, I think they're going <laughs> to knock. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> Just checking. Uh, I think they're going to bump Montreal out, but I th- they're they're kind of um, they're just they're not that great. They're like they're like middle of the road team, and that's all they can amount to. Even if you like, even if you added, I mean, I'm looking at their death chart right now, and I don't see anything. Their their goaltenders are playing really well. Robin Leonard is playing very very. So yeah, I want to say stay. Yeah, I'm going to say hit. Actually, I I also said that they needed a superstar. Uh, same yeah, joke. Yeah, that's what they need. Same joke, they different punchline. <laughs> so let's. How much uh, do you think? Uh, how much do you think John Tavares would? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Matt Barzel, at least. Ooh, would you make that trade? If I were the uh, Islanders got, or the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Leafs. He got a hat trick last night against the Leafs. Shout out to Matthew Barzell. Would would I make the trade if I were the Islanders or the Leafs? The, the Islanders, yes, one hundred percent. No, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm that man. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to the Western Conference. <laughs> uh, Winnipeg. Let's go with Johnny B. Uh, yeah, no, they just need to stay. Mm. They just need to, I mean, Buff is going to be out for a bit, but yeah, I mean, they, all, all systems go in Winnipeg. Sterling? Uh, I would say stay. They've got a good team. Don't mess up with the chemistry. Um, they went far last year. Just keep going. See how it goes. Yeah, I'd say stay as well. Boring. Nashville. Uh, <laughs> Sterling? Oh, hit. they got to do something. I don't know what is wrong with Nashville, but they've lost six in a row recently. Um, I don't know if it's they just need someone in there to kind of spark the team, like someone new to show up. But hit, get just get some low end scorer like uh, that's cheap, maybe like Zuccarello. I don't know how cheap he would be. Uh, Justin Falk or Wayne Simmons. I think that would look good there. Hmm. Johnny? Yeah, I was thinking of saying stay, but I, I think I agree with Sterling. I'm going to hit. Um, mm. I think someone uh, like a veteran presence, like a Wayne Simmons, like a grinder, someone that can really get the team, like put some heart in the team. Oh yeah, and yeah. like can put the puck in the net because I mean they they all I mean well that's the other thing is like Victor Arvidsson just came back, PK is just coming back, so um, it'll take a little while for them to get back get get back to it. But yeah, I yeah. I I say stay, wait for Philip. Yeah, he yeah. should be back. He should be back pretty pretty soon, couple weeks. Yeah, that's what they need. They just need they just need to all be healthy. Yeah, they need flip back. Like remember when the remember when the season started? They just they were killing it. Oh yeah. So I I I'd say yeah. stay. They they they're they're pretty they're pretty deep up front. Um their defense does not need help. PK just needs no. to shake the rust off. Yeah. And their goalies are probably they probably have the two best goalies in the league, so um, yeah, I mean, one, I, Philip Forsberg... Or the Colton best goalie tandem, I should say. Forsberg, Sissons, and Terrace are all out. Like, yeah. You add those three guys to the team, and they're going to be lights out. Yeah, there's just no room if they add more. Yeah. So, yeah, I say stay. Let's move on to the Colorado Avalanche. Let's start with Johnny B. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hit. Um, they also need secondary scoring. Um, and I was thinking about beefing up that right wing, and I think someone like uh, a Gustav Nyquist uh, would look really good on that, on mm. that wing there, um, or uh, a Jakob Silverberg. Straight Daddy? Wrong. Uh, I think Colorado <laughs> should stay. They, um, they, they've got a lot of young talent. They'll be moving up over the years. They shouldn't be giving up assets at this point. 
Um, but they're on a poor losing streak right now. So. Yeah, I would. I would also say stay. Just let the young guns play. Let them play it out. Uh, I think they could. They're on a losing streak yet now, but and Rantanen's kind of cooled off. But uh, I think I think well, they'll they'll be good enough. Do not want to, to win the Stanley Cup, Grant. <laughs> no. Yeah. So <laughs> let's move on. Calgary Flames. Let's start with Stir Daddy. Let's start with you. Start with me. Let's start with you, Grant. Yeah. yeah. You go first, Grant. Stop trying to push it on us. Yeah, you I'm a responsibility. I'm fine. I'm a. I'm a hit that. Uh, they need a goalie. They need a better goalie. <laughs> <laughs> they need a better goalie than Smith. So I think. I think that's where they should focus on. Jake Allen, I think, is a viable option if they can convince St. Louis to to let him go for relatively cheap. Uh, Remember the last time Calgary got a St. Louis goaltender? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That is very true, but I don't know. I think I, I think Jake Allen can do it. I think he just needs a change of scenery. He's been playing well of late. Um, I mean, he gave up four goals last night, but I think that has more to do with their defense. I'd be interested in seeing how Cam Talbot could play behind uh, the Calgary defense. Could you imagine that trade? I think it'd be terrible, but I'd also <laughs> be interested in seeing... Because, I mean, we, we still got David Riddick, right? So uh, I, we just need a better goalie than Smith. So Talbot might be an interesting experiment. Uh, Jimmy Howard, if the price is not a first-round pick. I don't think we need to waste a first-round pick on one year of Jimmy Howard. Yeah, that's what I say, boys. What do you guys say? Johnny? Yeah, I agree with you. I I don't think the price for Jimmy, Jimmy Howard will be that high. But, yeah, they need... If he's the only goaltender on the market, I think he got that. You gotta kick the tires on them. Mm-hmm. Star Daddy? Uh, I think they should stay. Calgary does a lot of trading. I mean, they gave up Hamannick last year, or gave up a first rounder for Hamannick last year, and that cost them either was it Evan Bouchard or Oliver Wallstrom? They got a new coach. They got a good team now. Just stay, see how it goes for once. I could see that too. Yeah, that Oliver Wallstrom pick hurt. Uh, so let's move on to San Jose. Sterling? Uh, all in. Trade whatever you can to make the team better. Um, they probably need more more scoring up front. Uh, same same reason I really like um, Wayne Simmons. Uh, he's just a big player. I think he would fit well with that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, maybe Kevin Hayes. You just want a veteran center down there. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's what they should do. Johnny Boy? I'm going to hit, and uh, I'm going to go off the board and say I think they might need some sort of coaching change. Oh, because oh my God, the system, it's just the system they have in place isn't... Um, I mean, why why did they spend so much getting Eric? They're not going to play the game to his best, to to benefit him. In Ottawa, he ran, he just ran the table. And in San Jose, he's like a ghost. And so, like, you need to, you need to utilize the players that you have to the optimal of their ability. So you need to change the system that they're playing in. You know who's free right now? Um, Todd McClellan. <laughs> maybe give him a call so could you imagine if he came back and then led them it's like Anaheim with Carlisle well He'd it's like so... Montreal with uh, Terry and Julian now so why not no every French speaking coach he <laughs> just comes yeah. back in a cycle yeah that's true could you imagine oh, how happy could you imagine how ha- happy Ted McClellan would be with that defense after, after spending so much time in Edmonton yeah, I think I think Toddy would be would be very happy with uh, with that top pairing. Probably has nightmares from that defense at Edmonton. Probably he's just like curled up in a ball right now. Like what? What did I do? Yeah, I I also I'd also say go all in with the uncertainty of Carlson staying. You don't know if he's going to be willing to sign a long term deal. I think going all in makes a lot of sense here. Simmons is is a good fit. I got Hayes on my list as well. Furland would be a, a pretty gritty forward that they could use. Um, Nyquist would would bring a, a new degree of um, dynamicness. <laughs> so I think I think those would all be good targets for them. Vegas Golden Knights. Let's go with Johnny B. Um, I'm gonna say stay. I think, I mean, I think that 
last year was a bit a bit of an overperformance for obviously it was an overperformance for everyone. Um but I mean you don't wanna do too much in your second year when you're still trying to figure out your identity and, and your needs and everything. Mm-hmm. Um I mean they they're currently a playoff team. Um they haven't been the most healthy. Um so let's let's see like let's just see who they are. Like write it out. Stir Daddy? Uh, I'd say stay. Just try and bring in your young players. The trade they made last year didn't really work out where they lost a first, second, and third for Thomas Tatar. Thomas! <laughs> so just stay. Use your young players, see how it goes. Yeah. G-Boy? Yeah, I, I, I'd say stay as well. Um, the returns of Eric Howla, Patches and Colin Miller will be good. Good enough trade acquisitions. So stay. Let's move on to Anaheim. John? Um, I'm going to hit because they need to maybe figure out how to retire Corey Perry. <laughs> Your favorite <laughs> player? Your like, favorite player in the world there, John? Corey Perry? They just need to retire. Corey Perry, Jonathan Boron's favorite NFL player. <laughs> I, think, um, I think he has a jersey of him, I think. <laughs> I think they can stay. I don't like. I don't know how to fix them, other than Corey Perry coming back and playing like old Corey Perry. <laughs> as much as I hate him, <laughs> Stir Daddy, what do you think? Stay. They lost five in a row. Uh, they're not very good. They're old. They need mm. to get better players and kind of retool. And right now, my second prediction, along uh, with Boston falling, uh, was Anaheim falling out, and it looks like it's going to happen. So I'm basically a profit at this point. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Grant? All right. Yeah, I, I would I would I say hit. If they want to stay in the playoff race, they need a veteran presence on defense, um, which is the loss of Cam Fowler has has really derailed their season. Uh, and they also need an interim goalie uh, because their top two goalies are both. Or actually, no, sorry. I have, I wrote this when John Gibson was out, was listed as day to day, but he's back now. So uh yeah, just Ryan Miller is 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 injured. Chad Johnson is the backup. John Gibson is their number one goalie. So they just need a veteran presence on uh, on defense. So I would say a trade for uh, Jay Blomies. I mean Jay Bomeister, uh or Alec Martinez would be a good a good acquisition uh, if they want to stay in it. Let's go to Dallas. Stir Daddy. Uh, hit. They have to trade the CEO. <laughs> and a message for the team. <laughs> uh, honestly, stay like their team. It's just they're kind of a middle of the road team. What are they? What are they going to do at this point? I think they need a new GM. Just restructure it. And to be fair, Tyler Sagan and Jimmy Ben can do a little bit better and pull them ahead and just just see what happens. I mean, they're not going to win the cup anyway. So, Johnny, yeah, stay. Yeah, like like Sterling said, uh, they're just their stars are underperforming right now. So uh, you just kind of have to ride it out and hope they get better this year. Um, or, I mean, just next year, uh, Miko Heiskanen will be a bit older and, and probably ready to move up to the first line. So, sorry, Miro Heiskanen. Um, yeah, it's so, actually uh, Heiskanen. 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 Sorry. I apologize to all you Finnish. How xenophobic. All right. So then uh, let's move on to our last team, the Vancouver Canucks. Sterling, let's start with you. Buddy. Oh my God! I would like them to stay. Please stay, for the love of all that is holy. Stay. Do not trade for assets, or do not trade for better players. Just yes, trade trade for assets is what I want them to do. Like get rid of um, Edler if you can. He's guaranteed you'll get at least a first round pick for him. The, the draft is in Vancouver. Stock up on that stuff. Don't think that. Making the playoffs is going to be this magic boon for them in the future. Get better players and more assets for the future, and don't worry about this year. Stay. Do you, do you think they can get anything for Louis Erickson? <laughs> uh, you mean little little things, Louis? He's like one of the best defensive forwards in the league, dude. Come on. What are you saying? <laughs> You're telling me that's not worth $6 million a year? Come on, bro. It's not. Yeah, it really is not. <laughs> so what are your thoughts, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know he he sucks. I think they should probably hit because they desperately need 
someone like uh, a Lucas Spiza on the, on the back end. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they need to stay. Um, they're like they're overachieving this year uh, as a complete surprise, um, and I think they're just they they just need to grow into it. I, I think they need to hit. They they need a top pairing D is what they need. They need a top pairing D and a better backup. So I think Howard Howard would be a good uh, a good target. They could troll for McElhinney on the waiver wire, which probably would be the smartest move for them. And in terms of the top pairing, you know, I think um, a guy by the name of Kevin Bieksa would be really good for uh, a young Vancouver team. I don't think this is a very good idea. I hate. <laughs> Don't speak to me. Everybody Just trolling. Uh, no, CC Cody CC would be a good pickup too. Um, Justin Falk, Brett Pesci. Uh, they need, Draco. yeah, they need a top pairing defenseman. I do think they, that they should uh, stay. Sign at the end of the year for free. Yeah, they could. They could. Well, they probably will after he's done. I just like to see them like... sabotage their future, but Breaking news: We have. Just caught wind that the Oilers have traded forward Drake Kajula and defenseman Jason Garrison to the Chicago Blackhawks for Robin Norrell and Brandon Manning. We'll jump to Johnny B for his reaction. Who? (laughs) (laughs) No, but in in all seriousness, that's a really interesting trade because I'd like to see what the locker room is going to be like with Brandon Manning coming in. Cause he's the guy that, uh, <laughs> that broke Connor McDavid's collarbone in that rookie season. Oh yeah, that's right. He's I forgot bad about bad. that. <laughs> so that'll be, a <laughs> an awkward first, uh, first dressing room meeting. Yeah. That'll be interesting for <laughs> sure. Huh? Yeah. I, I, I wonder what they're doing. They're just hoarding defensemen now. Like what, what are they doing? I mean, I think he's just trying to do anything to keep his job. <laughs> <laughs> he's not doing a very good job. <laughs> oh God, I, I, I'm just, I'm just seeing him. I, I can just see him in front of Hitchcock. How about this guy? Oh, what about this guy? Oh, wait, wait, I've got, I've got this guy. <laughs> I'm wearing cargo shorts. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me unzip this pocket. <laughs> oh, what a tire fire! Oh yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> all right, so we've gone through all the contending teams as of, again, December 30th, 2018. So let's, in looking ahead and looking back, let's do a, a, a little year in review. Just like on Coach's Corner, we're running a little bit short on time. So, uh, John Stern, what let's... What do you mean? <laughs> let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's summarize this. Uh, what do you got there? Let's start with Johnny Boy. Um, I was just going to riff off of what Sterling was going to talk about. So, <gasps> yeah, that's plagiarism. Yeah, well, I mean, that's <laughs> the way I operate in this podcast, so you're gonna have to deal with. <laughs> that's why we keep you around. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so played right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, you want me to talk now, huh? You thought you said you're short on time. I'll tell you when we're short on time. <laughs> I thought I thought John was. I thought so John I, was so gonna go. going now. <laughs> no, I'm going now. Too late. Uh, <laughs> so just something I want to talk about was Washington finally winning the Stanley Cup in the past few years or past year after ten years or whatever it's been with Ovi. I think it points Woo! out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it points out a big need for teams to be patient and not just keep blowing up their core every two to three years if they're not winning a Stanley Cup. I mean, there's something to be said for keeping some good players, drafting well, and then growing together, like they did with uh, Kuznetsov when they drafted um, in one of their bad years. So I'd really like to see more teams take that path in the future. I know it's not going to happen because it's not like the sexy thing to do is to just like tell your fans you're going to be patient after a bad year. But I think it would be way better for the teams in the future. And as a huge Montreal fan, I want to know what you think about that, John, because of the way Montreal has operated over the past few years. I mean, I completely agree with you um, about being patient and not blowing up the team. I think you need to be 
with that, you need to be outright or forthright with your with your fans and and with the team itself in what your plans are. And I'd have to say, coming from a Montreal perspective, um, that's never been made clear. <laughs> so um, the confusion in Montreal. I mean, we finally, after six years, the the retooling failed, and uh, we now have a plan moving forward. So um, hopefully he takes that, that advice Sterling and, and sticks with the current, doesn't make any changes. I mean, I, th- I like what he's done this year um, because obviously there was something not working in the locker room last year or the year before that. And he made many, many changes trying to fix that. Um, I think he finally has. And so I'd like to see him just stick with what they've got. I mean, they drafted so much, so many players last year that are, that are, really highly um expected to make make it into the nhl so i'd like to see what what this team will look like and, and i'm as a fan i'm willing to wait three four years to see what they can develop into wow is this a vote of confidence for mark bergevin <laughs> from jonathan boron man, man i used to say the gm now say, wow i used to say me? trust an mb and then he wow tore my heart from my chest in that suban trade I was actually I was in a sports store, sports memorabilia store today, and saw a Montreal Canadian band jersey, and it was on sale for like eighty bucks, and I almost, almost got it. <laughs> I'm like, I miss the good old days. Yeah, sad, sad man. So uh, actually, yeah. boys, upon upon hearing that John Boron gave Mark Bergevin a vote of confidence, we actually have a uh, special appearance, guest appearance from uh, Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> and uh, that was that was special guest host uh, Owen Wilson. <laughs> let me let me just let me just be clear though. Like I have no trust in him anymore, and I'm like I'm very critical of everything he's doing now. Uh-huh. But see, I I think that if you are a GM and you try to preach patience, you end up like um, Ron Hextall. <laughs> <laughs> you mean drafting a good team? What a jerk! <laughs> yeah. You guys got any more predictions? Oh, or not predictions, sorry, sorry. Not predictions. Look, look, look I jumped back, the gun. Bro, you gotta go back in time. I then. jumped the gun. I'm cutting this out. Calm down. No? You should leave it in, man. You gotta leave the bands right now. You gotta cut, you gotta cut this, too? I'm cutting this, too. Uh, so let's... <laughs> do you guys have anything else? Move on. Let's move on. Don't censor me, Grant. Move on. What else do you guys have? Uh, I want to talk about censorship in this podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> I wanted to kind of talk about um, Sterling was going to mention it, but I wanted to talk about uh, the amount of goals that are being scored this year in comparison to previous years, um, and kind of the reason for that. And I, I don't know if Sterling, you wanted to kick that off, or no, you can do it. No? You've already taken my thunder. Well, I mean, I think it's particularly because of the crackdown on all the hooking and slashing. Is like basically. Uh, all these talented stars are able to to just skate right by these defensemen without any real repercussions to them, and I think that's kind of the reason you see the the game itself is incredibly entertaining right now. Just the the pace of the game is so friggin' fat, and I mean, it, part of it is um, the talent and skill of these young players. And you, I think, if you look at the average age of of the league itself, it's definitely um, decreased uh, this this year and, and last year. And I think that the pace of the game is, is because of the lack of, or the, the more more calls on the and slashing. Yeah, I think uh, the the slimming of the goalie equipment has a little bit to do with that as well. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun as a fan to watch more goals. Heartbreaking at times, but it's it's fun to watch. <laughs> when you see, a, when you tune in and uh, like I was, I went out with friends uh, to see a movie last night. When we went to the bar after, and I walked in, and the score was five five Montreal Tampa, and I was like, "Holy, I'm pumped about this!" It's like three minutes left. Yeah, let's watch this game. Mm-hmm. It's it's exciting. Yeah, it's nice to tune into. It's kind of curious, though, what it's going to do to certain veterans in the future that kind of grew up in this in the slower pace game where they could hook. I mean, you're already seeing like certain players just they aren't hitting the points that other players are but they're still hitting the points that they used to if you know what i mean like crosby is actually still on pace for what he usually is 
the past few years. But there's just players that are ahead of him. Now, that could be age and everything as well. Um, could just be, like, his style. Like, he's not as fast as he was. And just the way he plays, um, it's not going to change that. Uh, but it re- has other other effects, too, with players like possibly uh, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. Like, maybe they just, in the world of where hooking in that was allowed, it was more advantageous to their play style just because of their size or they were kind of more gritty so they could just push players out of the way. Whereas... Mm-hmm. Now it's given an advantage to players that didn't have that advantage before. Well, isn't that why uh, Milan Lucic, the most dynamic player in the league, gets paid $7 million? (laughs) I was actually looking at his stats. I was wondering if it was just the past two years or the past three, but it has just been the past two years since he's not able to hook and slash people. Because, I mean, no one's going to turn around and challenge him in a fight, and he could just, like, essentially break their wrist. (laughs) Yeah, so it's been uh, it's been a good year, 2018. I think Lars Eller and uh, Devonte Smith Pelly are Stanley <laughs> Cup champions. Uh, don't remind me, deservedly <laughs> so. Yep. Uh, Great player. Yeah, sure. Vancouver will pick them up when they're in their 34, and they need another four-year contract. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I I like that Jay Beagle contract. Jay Beagle's a beauty. I stand uh, by that. The other two, Roussel has actually worked out pretty well for them. I will, I will admit it. He's he's done good for the team. It's just it's just the back end of the of the contract is is where the the concerns are. But um, yeah, Jay Beagle, he's a good old Calgarian boy. In that case, I don't like him. <laughs> uh, should we move on to the 2019 predictions? Yeah, let's get into some hot takes. Let's do it. Let's go with Sterling. Um... No, let's go with John first. Oh, throwing it back. All right. Uh, I mentioned this a bit earlier, uh, but my prediction, my first prediction, is that the Montreal Canadiens will not make the playoffs this year. Oh, my. I mean, that's not too too much of a hot take. We didn't expect them to. So I'm just making it very clear <laughs> that it's not going to happen. <laughs> that's fair. Sterling, do you want to share one? Yeah, I would say that this is finally going to be the year for... Columbus to make it into the second or third round. I think they'll. I think Pittsburgh will make it, and then they'll just knock them out right away. I think they're kind of a hungry team, and they're just due to push a little bit further this year. I'd love to see that. Yeah, pushing by the first. I I always want Columbus to move further than the first round every year, but they're disappointingly knocked out. All they're the time. handcuffed by, by their division. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like Arizona is going to be um, when Seattle comes in. And for the rest of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, boys, I'm gonna I'm sticking by my Carter Hart prediction. I, uh, I I think that Carter Hart is going to propel the Flyers and squeak them into a playoff spot in place of probably Montreal. Their last pains place me to say. in their conference. There's no way. Ah, they'll make it. There's they're no not too way. far away. They've Second got games last. in hand. They got a point on Ottawa, bro. They've got they've got games in hand. Is Ottawa in the NHL still? I wasn't. Oh yeah, (laughs) Colorado's really looking forward to their draft. Um, Going actually going along with that, my second hot take is that Colorado will be drafting uh, Jack Hughes in 2019. Oh, they're gonna win the lottery (laughs) off of that Matt Duchesne trade. That is that is bold, sir. It's not not really. No, it's not. Not only will Ottawa finish very low um but colorado will take that pick and make them pay there will be a jersey fire in the capital (laughs) (laughs) they'll they'll yeah they'll burn it on the on the eternal flame (laughs) (laughs) on parliament hill (laughs) all right uh i've got another one here i predict that in 2019 stevie eiserman becomes the gm of detroit That or he lands a front office position, and that Zetterberg will be the head coach. What? Wow. That is based on that is based on no fact. <laughs> oh, okay. I was about to ask him like, is he even coaching a minor league team? No, that's based that on no fact. Sweet, that's just I mean, that's just he, what my heart tells me. When he walked away from Tampa, everyone kind of kind of could see that. And to add to that, I can see Kenny Holland moving over to Seattle. Ew. I hope not. I can see it. I 
can see that for sure. I really hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll give one more. Um, I think Vancouver, if they make the right trades and drop some of their older players for draft picks for next year, in 2019, the start of next year, they will be a really good team. Like you'll, they'll be like Colorado was that one year where they just kind of rose way up there. And I'm hinging that all on the fact that I think ha- having Quinn Hughes in there will change that team completely. Like the power play, having a main defenseman who can actually get above 30 points will make a big difference. And one who's not a defensive liability and can actually skate and move the puck will make a massive difference for them. Yeah, I would agree with that. And Michael DiPietro finally coming onto the scene would be a good... Uh... Good for your goaltending. Demko will be in there first. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Thatcher Demko. <laughs> they have a ton of other minor league players that yeah. would probably make the jump. I Did he make the sure. World Junior team? I didn't think so. Pietro did, you bastard. I know, but Demko didn't. Yeah, because he's 22. Yeah, well, he's not eligible. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, here's my final prediction. The 2019 Stanley Cup Final... Will be a repeat of 2004. That's Ooh. that's Calgary Bad versus Tampa. Tampa. That's right. And they will lose again in Game Seven in a controversial goal. Yeah, likely, <laughs> likely that'll be the case. But scored by Stamkos. Got to hold out. Got to hold out hope. My final prediction and the hottest of my takes is that the Toronto Maple Leafs will trade William Nylander for less than they could have gotten <gasps> before they signed him. Oh my! Yeah, it's gonna happen. That that cap crunch is gonna hit too hard, and they're gonna have to figure out some way to offload him. Yeah, man, fifteen million for Marner now. <laughs> that would be broken promises, man. Kyle Dubas already told him that as long as he's the GM in town. Is it in writing? <laughs> it's in writing. Yeah. On... He said he would do his best. That doesn't mean he can't just trade him. It's like, oh, well, I guess Matthews and Marner made way more than we thought. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's Nylander going to do? Not play for the team that he traded him to? It's a business. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Good predictions, <laughs> boys. Let's move on to our broke and mended wheels segment. We'll start with broken wheels. <gasps> Brad Marchand is day-to-day with an upper body injury. Uh, as well, McAvoy is also a on the IR with a lower body injury. Both might play uh, on New Year's Eve. They have not been ruled out of that. Uh, so keep an eye on those two. Taylor Hall is set to miss his third straight game. He has been ruled out of Monday's contest with a lower body injury. So keep an eye on Taylor Hall as well. Max Pacioretty. Wasn't expected to be out for that long, but has missed the past five games with a lower body injury. He uh, should be back within the week, but, uh, you know, keep an eye on him. Frederick Anderson has missed the last three games with a groin injury. He is day-to-day. Carey Price is on the IR with a lower body injury. He has not been evaluated yet, so there is no timeline. So this isn't the best news uh, considering his history with lower body injuries. So we'll have to keep an eye on him. And also congratulations to the Price family on their new baby. And uh, John, who you got for injuries? Um, I got Dustin Bufflin. Big Buff is out uh, four weeks with a lower body injury. And Thomas Shabbat is also out uh, three weeks with an upper body injury. Those are big losses to their teams, for sure. Big losses. Uh, So now we'll move on to the Mended Wheels segment. P.K. Subban returned on the 27th and has shown a lot of rust. Uh, Has a combined (laughs) minus five. No points. very funny watching him the other day. Yeah, no points in two games. Uh, So if you were smart and you left him on your IR, park him there until he shakes it off. Uh, Otherwise, I guess you're just SOL. Keep him on your bench until he can figure it out. He will return to dominance. Uh, Victor Arvidsson <laughs> came back from a... Was it a fractured thumb? I can't remember, but he's back. <laughs> yeah, Victor Arvidsson is back. Uh, so get him back in your lineups. And Patrice Bergeron has also returned to fit seamlessly into the Bruins lineup. 
He got four points in his first game back, so get him back into your lineup. If you haven't already, what are you doing? Uh, It's been like four games. So now let's move on to our fantasy den. Johnny Boy, do you want to start off with this? Um, Sure. I've got... uh... I've got Brian Rust um, because he's cur- he was currently, over the last few games, um, he's been playing on uh, Sidney Crosby's line, and he has 13 points in his last 13 games. Um, but he is currently day-to-day. He left very early in last night um, with a lower body injury, and he's not expected to play Monday. So short-term, um, Zach Aston-Reese is going to fill his spot. Um, up on that top line with uh, Sydney, um, but otherwise, I'd say Brian Rust is currently um, Sydney Crosby's right hand man. So think think about that. Um, and also, uh, Brennan Peary, um, the Vegas Golden Knights have brought up uh, to re- to replace um, Patches while he's out, has been on fire, and I don't think Vegas. I mean, Patches is. Patches is expected to return this week, but I don't think Vegas is in any hurry um, because they don't want to send this guy who has been lights out for an period down. All he does is score goals. That's all he does. <laughs> Sterling, do you got anybody this week? Yeah, uh, pick up Jacob Marshall if he's still free in your league. I know a lot of the people would have probably dropped him during that big losing streak the Canucks had. But in the last 10 games, he's 8-1-1. One, and one. Has the goals against a 1.67 and a 9.57 save percentage. So pick him up if he's still available. Oh my. Let uh, that sink in. <laughs> well, I am going to double down on Paul Stastny, who we suggested to pick up last week uh, when he returned from injury. He's still only 29% owned. He's playing with Alex Tuck, and he is playing with amazing chemistry. He seems to be in on every Tuck goal, so... Get him in your lineup if you need a centerman. JT Comfer has been moved up to the second line to play with uh, Alexander. Well, I guess his his line was moved up to become the second line uh, with Alexander Kerfoot and Tyson Jost. He is on the top power play unit with Landis Cog, McKinnon, Rantanen, and Tyson Berry. He's only 10% owned, so scoop him up. Uh, he's got all positional versatility, so... He plays center, left wing, right wing. Uh, great pickup right now, especially since he's on the top power play unit with that loaded top four in Colorado. Alex Galchenyuk has a four-game point streak. He's got two goals and four assists. He's on the second line playing with Nick Schmaltz and Vinny Henestrosa. Uh, on the second power play unit, he's a good streaming option. He's still only 38% owned. Speaking of Schmaltz, he's produced consistently since uh, his trade from Chicago, and he's clicking very well with Chucky. Uh, 22% owned, and he's been chipping in uh, at near a point-per-game pace. So if you need a center left wing, Schmaltz or Galchenyuk are good options. Another centerman is Dylan Strom. He's been clicking with Patrick Kane. He's got seven points in his last three games played. He's been hot of late. He's only 8% owned. So if you're in a deep league and you need a centerman, pick him up. David Perron, the Blues are playing a little bit better as of late, and uh, Perron has been a benefactor of that. He's on the second line with Ryan O'Reilly and Alexander Steen. He's got three goals, three assists in his last five games, and he's 17% owned, so he should be available if you need a winger. A good defenseman to pick up right now, sticking with the Vegas train, is Nate Schmidt. Uh, He's got one goal, six assists in his last five games played. Uh, He stepped back into uh, the top pairing after missing the first 20 games with a bogus suspension. And he is rolling along with the Vegas Golden Knights. So (laughs) pick him up. Uh, Yeah, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Uh, So Linus Olmark is my last fantasy pickup this week. With Carter Hutton losing five games in a row, five starts in a row, I should say, uh, the timeshare might be a little more in Allmark's favor. So keeping on him, he's 14% owned. He's a good keeper if you're in a keeper league. And yeah, he's a good counter to Carter Hutton owners as well. So that about does it. I hope you guys have had your fill of hockey talk here. 
Sterling, John, and I would like to wish you all a happy new year. Thanks again yeah. for tuning in. To Not for me, I hope you all have a bad year. <laughs> bah humbug. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to our last episode of 2018. Please follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can find us in all of those uh, podcast directories. Leave a comment if you're listening to us on Stitcher. Uh, If you'd like to send us an email, get us to answer a question. I don't know why you would want to do that, but if you would like us to answer a question for you, you can reach us at hungryforhockeytalk at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter. Give us a follow at HFHTpodcast. That is HFHTpodcast on Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you guys. Uh, if, If we do, that'd be great. If not, you know, whatever. We don't care. We do care. Please follow us. Yes. (laughs) Suggest us to your friends. We appreciate you guys listening. And uh, yeah, have a happy new year. All the best in the new year. And we'll catch you next week. Keep that stick on the ice. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) See ya.